Hey everyone, welcome to episode 211 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. Everybody is here this week. Took us a little bit longer than usual to get started, but that's all right. We've got things to do, people to see, and we have board meetings to attend. Yay. Yay, yes, yes. Control yourselves, control (laughs) yourselves. Um, I was thinking about it. I've kind of lost track now. It seems like we've been doing this for a long time, our, our remote podcast here it just seems like it's been long long time so i don't even know which how long we've been doing this it's what may no it's been no it's june now so i don't even know what month it is so how could i possibly know (laughs) how long we've been doing this but it's been great for the fact that i know we've been making an impact in people's lives because we keep getting text messages we keep getting emails from people and particularly ones that have surrounded our recent episode 209 And I just want to start this week saying a big thank you to everyone who's listened. We've had a lot of, lot of listens to that episode. And, you know, we we just wanted to renew a dialogue within ourselves, within our church community about racism and all the things that are happening in our world. And, you know, that episode has been so well received and it just opens a dialogue that makes us realize that without it, we really are just part of the problem. We need to be talking about things and this is a great way to do it. So if you've listened, thank you. I've I've watched the numbers continue to go up. But if you've just listened and you haven't shared it with someone, your job isn't finished. You need to share it with someone because you've told us that it's important. You've told us that you've enjoyed it. You've told us that it's made an impact in your life. So help somebody else find that same impact and share that conversation so that we can start new conversations from it. Because we believe that inaction becomes complacency and the world and everyone that's oppressed just watch around as everyone waits for somebody else and we have to lead and be that someone else. So if you are unsure of how to share the episode, I'm going to make it super easy. You can call someone and you can tell them, you can text them, email them, you can link it on social media to one place, www.wholelife.church/podcast. There you're going to find a podcast player that has every episode in order, including episode 209. You can share it from there. There's a little button that says share, and it will immediately bring down a menu of places to share it. Or you can just listen to it there. If you have it on your computer, you can listen to it from your mobile device. It's all right there to listen to, and it's super easy. You don't have to know anything about podcasting. You just have to know how to go to a website and tell someone wholelife.church slash podcast. So I hope that you will take an opportunity to this week to do that for us. All right. This week was hope in the now. And Andy, right now it seems like hope may be the thing that's in shortest supply with many, many of us. (laughs) And early in the message, you said something that really resonated with me. And I don't know who the quote was attributed to, but the quote is, what breath is to our physical organism, hope is to the human spirit. Now, if you really let that one sink in for a moment and the importance and the impact that hope has in restoring us from all the negativity that we're bombarded with daily, whew, that's a, that's a pretty big, in just a short few words, that's a, that makes it seem awfully important, doesn't it? It really does. And I, I, it's, you know, the, the part of it is very much, um, we, we do have some choice. And whether we're hopeful or not hopeful, <laughs> right? Um, some some of us have have been fortunate enough to be raised by people that were very hopeful, and hope comes more maybe a little more easily. Um, some were, you know, maybe some, some very negative hopelessness kind of uh, 
influences that may be a little, hope may be a little harder to come to. But we we do have the ability to affect our level of hope. Uh, what are we What are we focusing on? Where are we putting our minds? Uh, are we Are we Are we dwelling on that which is beyond our control? If you remember back when we first began our COVID services, we we uh, Nathan Sharansky talked about you know focus on what you can control versus you know what's beyond your control. Yeah, and. And so, so there's some things that we can do to help bolster hope within ourselves. Um, you know, and that's interesting that, that you should go down that road because a lot of times even the treatment for people who go through, especially those that deal with chronic depression, certainly is to have them – one of the exercises, you know, obviously there's medication, but one of the exercises is to imagine – something that isn't yet but imagine it as if it was mm. and um and mm. you know creating that that visual that uh that mindfulness of something that even though it's not here yet imagine life in, in terms of what that would look like and, and and try to experience it as if it was well that's really interesting jeff because I, i'm i'm a firm believer that imagination and faith and faith yeah. are very are very close and, you know, faith and imagination, I think they're very closely linked. Uh, faith is something of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And imagination is being able to sort of imagine things that are not yet seen. So it's a, it really can, I think, can help us lose some of our religious talk and be able to move <laughs> forward uh, maybe with uh, some other words. Yeah. Well, you know, I think the problem with hope is that hope and faith are somehow intertwined together. And even though it seems like it's super important that we have hope, it just seems to be something for the weak and feeble sometimes, the way we view it ourselves, even as Christians, because we're intelligent and autonomous human beings. We're able to solve complex problems. I mean, we can send ourselves to outer space, but hope, I mean, isn't that for just someone who hasn't figured it out yet? And or just, you know, doesn't have it all together that they need hope. I mean, the rest of us, we're smart enough to know that things are going to be OK, aren't we? No, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> no, no, he says. But, no, but 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 Randy, you're going down a really interesting road it in is. terms of those that are in control, that believe that they are in control and have the uh, the means or the resources to, in a sense, control what happens all of a sudden, even, even for someone who feels that way, when all of a sudden it's ripped out from underneath them, they are sometimes at even more of a loss as to sure. what to do. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't the hope, it wasn't the hopeless poor people that jumped out of the windows <laughs> at, in 1929. Yeah. <laughs> <Your depression>. well, <laughs> that's true. Well, cause Andy, you ID'd yourself as a more hope than dread individual. And I think anyone that knows you would agree and in that assessment, you said some have thought of it as naivety. Of course, I don't think that's the case. I interpret my actions and thoughts as filled with faith that brings me hope. <laughs> I am convinced that regardless of the influences in our growing up, the response of our hope or dread of the unknown is a choice we get to make. And I don't think that's the case either. I don't think it's just being naive. But again, I admit, at times I tend to think of people and Christians that, you know, seem too happy or too confident. They're just carefree and maybe they're just simpletons, right? Like they don't really understand the stakes or the enormity of the situation. 
And I'm not saying that's what I believe, but it can it can be at times, and it has been what I've thought. Why would we think this well, way when somebody is that grounded in their faith that they are living with that kind of hope and granted them peace? We should be celebrating, shouldn't we? Well, hope does not negate data. Um, if I'm building a sandcastle on the beach and the data says the tide's coming in at 4.30, it'll be high tide. It's really stupid of me to be hopeful that my sandcastle is going to stand. <laughs> okay, that's, yeah. that's, I, I'm denying hard, realistic, scientific data. The tide is going to come in. Your sandcastle is going to, to be demolished. Right. Uh, so foolishness is denying reality. Hopefulness is saying, "I think this is possible. It's just not here yet." And so be really careful that hope doesn't get turned into some kind of stupidity uh, and denial of reality and, and uh, ignoring of data. It, hmm. it has to be it has to be based in, in true possibility and then being able to see that fruition. So when, when, when Walt Disney saw Epcot and, you know, the whole Disney World place being built, it, he was being hopeful that that was going to happen. And he had hope that he hoped for this and hoped for that. But but he was he was purchasing land. He already had people acquiring the land, so it was not like this pipe dream thing. He's hopeful, but he's also has it's based it's based in accomplishable realities that we see are possible that are not yet. It, uh, oh, go ahead, I, Jeff. Yeah, I was just going to add a little bit to that, and that is that we have to be careful when we think about hope in this regard too, from the standpoint of, I think the story, I think of the story of Jairus who lost hope. Mm -hmm. And then Jesus came back to him after he was spending, you know, way too much time in terms of Jairus's mind with the lady who had been, you know, sick for 12 years. Yeah. And Jairus even said, don't come, no hope now. Yeah. No hope anymore. There's no reason for you to, it's all, it's all over. And Jesus says, no, do not fear. And I think that's part of the issue is. is a lot of times what we do is we create the obstacle for hope and it's usually fear. Yeah. And so Jesus was trying to help them understand that. And by the way, data is very important. And Jesus tries to help us realize that there are things that he can do that defy even data. Mm-hmm. But, oh, sure. But. That is, I think we're getting in a different side there, and that is believing in who Jesus Christ is and his power, but but also the aspect that Jesus uh, believe. you know, he says, I send you the Holy Spirit. He didn't send the Holy Spirit to take us out of these things that we hope we could get away from, but to walk through those things with us. So, so I just want to say that as we look at this aspect of hope, we have to realize that a lot of times the reason why we don't do it is not because we're being uh, we're trying to be silly, but a lot of times we're just trying to be we're just being fearful of what is actually uh, what we think is actually going to happen. Well There's said, that yes. side to it. Well yeah. said, because I I tend to think of fear as a little bit a little. I mean, that's um, yeah, that's uh, that, that was really good. <laughs> yeah. <'cause> <laughs> But I think it also speaks to the reality that we do have some say in it. It's yeah. not like yeah. it's not like I, somebody else ha- has to make me have hope, or you know, 
it's really it's really thinking about that. If if I if I got up in the morning and I logged in my day all the bad stuff that might could happen, if I if I think about the real things of which we should be afraid, if I spend my mind there and I and I lock there, it will be very difficult to be hopeful. Mm, but if mm-hmm. but if I get up in the morning and say, wait a second, I worship the God of the universe who has all power and all knowledge. He knows everything. He's in, he's an he's an ultimate in charge. All, all of a sudden, just thinking about who he is opens my mind to hopefulness as opposed to all of all the things that might go bad. Yeah, I, I like the way that that pushes it back onto Jesus and back onto God, because I mean, how many times have we heard Christians say that if you you know if you don't have hope, you probably just don't have enough faith and that you just need to trust in God a little bit more and he's going to provide hope. But that seemingly leaves it on the shelf of hope. Like, I'm going to go to the shelf and I'm going to grab a box of hope and I'm going to open it up and everything's going to be okay. When really it just, we need to grab the Bible and be in God's word to, to figure out where that hope is going to come from and who's good and who it's coming from. Yeah. The sentence in the, in the sermon that in God's economy, the worst things are never the last things. Yeah. I think is, is really, is really a, a key to, I mean, Christians are people who, and I, we talked about it weeks ago in this, I forget what, what series it was, what sermon it was in, but the fact that life gets better and better, it also gets harder and harder. harder. Yeah. Uh, but the worst things are never the last things with God. Sure. He's, he mm-hmm. is truly an alchemist God who who can take – I mean, Jeff, you've, in counseling, you've had it happen. The person that comes in and they're, they're just devastated by something that happened in their life, and they come back three years later to see you, and they're like, that was the best thing that ever happened in my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really like that, that, that piece, that the end – and that really is a recipe for, I, I think – uh, good hope mm-hmm. is that we can't look at the present the same way when all of a sudden we understand that truth. Yeah. 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 The most hopeless day we could even imagine would be Friday afternoon of the crucifixion. I yeah. Mean, that, that's here, here we have God incarnate dead on the cross. Uh, that's, that's a pretty hopeless day, but that's eh, Friday. Sunday's coming, you know? Yeah. Um, the the worst things are never the last things. I love that. I always love it when someone comes up with that. Yeah, Friday was a bad day, but Sunday's coming. I mean, does anything else give you more <laughs> raise, like get your hair up on your arms and just give you the the goosebumps when people say that? It does. <laughs> to, it, it does to me every time. But I think the disconnect, maybe what I've struggled the most with, as I was thinking about this since Saturday morning, and and really. Just, you know, today as I've been going through things in bits and pieces throughout my day trying to, you know, just figure out if I had everything set was there's been times in my life when I thought my faith and I'm pretty sure it was it was pretty strong at that point, but it doesn't always equate to having hope in a tangible way, I guess is what I'm saying, where, yeah, I have faith and I see I believe that God is in control. He's going to take care of me. But like you're on this Job experience where it's just like it, you're just seemingly on the flat or the slow, gradual downward trend. And it's like, OK, where's my hope coming from? I have faith. I believe. And I, I like how these two work together is the confusing part for me. How we when we maybe don't have enough faith, but we have some hope. And I know they're kind of close 
they're closely related, but they just seem like they should be like conjoined twins somehow, like Siamese yeah. twins. Like you should, We're, they should both be together, <laughs> but, but, but they're not, Jeff, they're not. Yeah. When, when Jeff built this series, um, one of the, one of the texts that he had for this, this message was the one that I read at the end from Romans eight. And, and if we really, if we really take those words that nothing is going to ever separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, hmm. um, we're going to have some worse things. Yeah. We're going to have a lot yeah. of worse things. We're going through a pretty worse thing right now. And, yeah. um, you know, if you name it. We're, there's bad things are going to happen to us. But but nothing in all of creation, living, dead, angelic, demonic, today, tomorrow, high, low, yesterday, before, after, whatever, <laughs> is going to be able to separate God's love from us because of the way that Jesus has embraced us. Yeah. And so – you know that I, I think part of the challenge, Randy, is is that there are days where we feel hopeless. There yeah, are yeah, for there sure. are moments when we when when bad things are happening and we can't see we can't see the possibilities of the future right then. And I think that's the moment that for Christians at least we have to come back and cling to. Okay, I can't see it. Doesn't make any sense to me. This looks like it's really never going to be better. Nothing's going to separate me. This is not going to do it, you know, because because and I think really part, part of our hopelessness it goes back to what Jeff said a while ago about fear. Um, and the fear only comes when it's when it's dependent upon me. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. If, if I've got to walk that tightrope between those two buildings, you know, thousands of feet off the ground or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. If that's up to me, then I get fearful. There is no hope. I'm a I'm a dead dog. Yep. But, but that's because I'm looking <laughs> to me. And if I can if I can stop looking at me and say, wait, 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 uh, Andy, you're not the end all here. There's you have a creator. You have a redeemer. You have this omnipotent God who is, calls you his beloved. Um, you know, that that changes that just changes the game. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think that the the whole point that Christ was trying to get us to see is. And he said, and by the way, Paul's pretty comprehensive in terms of his nothing. And (laughs) so he says, because he says, neither life nor death. Even I mean, those are pretty, those are pretty broad spectrums right there. (laughs) And, you know, that it doesn't matter what tightrope you're talking about. It does not matter. Even the fear of death, uh, nothing can separate us. So I think you're right. I mean, you know, Jesus says, don't fear those things. And obviously we still do. I mean, because we're human, but sure. I, I do think that that's the hardest piece for well, you know people going through with all this. Yeah. And I think it's don't, I, I, I shouldn't put words in God's mouth. Uh, <laughs> I, think I think it's don't fear and keep on fearing. We're, we're, yeah. we're going to be afraid of times. Sure. We're, things are going to feel bad and look hopeless. But but don't don't fear and keep on fearing because because of who God is, not because of what you can do, how you can fix it, how you might even see a potentiality of a of a, of a solution. That's really that's not where your yeah. hope is based. Your hope is based in God. Fear, yeah, fear does have a spiraling effect to it until it all of a sudden it's no longer the original fear that you had anyway. Yeah, so, <laughs> exactly. So, like worry. Any books that you guys can think of that might be something that people could do for? I mean, 
there are still people that are pretty much locked down and aren't out and about that much, maybe a little extra time to read. Anything that we could suggest for someone who just needs to take their mind off it, get another perspective and put their nose in a good book that might help them kind of figure out this fear and, and hope thing? A long obedience in the same direction, uh, Eugene Peterson. Okay. Um, yeah. Is cool. Just because ob- ob- we, when we think about obedience, we always think about we think about gritting our teeth and having to do something. I think this will give us a new perspective on it, and and uh, a very hopeful a hopeful perspective as well. Excellent. It's a classic. Another another one that's a classic, and of course we're going to give you the classics because you didn't give us time to to really review and but. <laughs> But um, is Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. Oh, yeah. He he talks about this whole idea of, uh, you know, of, yeah, sometimes we, we have a really difficult time walking these walks. But just imagine what it would be like if you did. Yeah. So he, yes. uh, he, he, he deals with that same thing. Uh, if you don't know if you love God, act like you do. You know, kind of a- <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, David okay. Benner writes a series of books. Um, I don't can't play to you all the names of them, but uh, Surrender to Love is one of them. Um, he's a director of Institute for Psycho Spiritual Health. Anyway, uh, Surrender to Love. There's a whole series. I wish I could tell you what the names of them are, but anyway, yeah. uh, David Benner. You can look them up. Yeah, so there will be. Yeah. Uh, I'll put links to David Binner and the C.S. Lewis and the Eugene Peterson books. Swipe up in today's show notes, or if you're on the online player, just scroll into where it says notes, and you'll find the links there. We'll probably put something Amazon nice and easy for you guys. And if you have any books you'd like to recommend for some of us, we'll put them on next week's podcast, and we'll let everybody know what they are. One, one book that should be on here um, dealing with this very topic of of look, you know, looking beyond what's in the, in the present and Chris Blake's book called, um, searching for a God to love. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. We'll add that one. Perfect. That's great. Okay. All right. Well, this week, one of our whole life takeaways asked, what will you do to increase hope in someone this week? Now, maybe there isn't a better question that we could be asking right now with people needing hope, maybe now more than ever in our lifetime. And so, but this is something I think we should ask every day, every week. I thought about this a lot since Saturday, and I've been considering how different would my outlook be in my life if I committed to simply asking myself this question as a habit rather than an afterthought or only when someone like Andy reminds me that I should be I should be thinking about it. So send us a question, <laughs> comment, share a way that you have been able to increase somebody else's hope at some time, at some point. If you've got a tip or a trick or something that's unusual that maybe we haven't thought of that is really effective, would love to hear it. We can send a voicemail or text to 407-965-1607 or, of course, always by email podcast at wholelife.church. And our final thoughts this week is from the final sentence of Andy's message. He said, make God your hope in Jesus Christ and become part of the hope distribution team. Determine that by your actions and words, thoughts and attitudes that you will spread hope and make the world a better place for passing through a world filled with hope. Who doesn't want a world filled with hope? But it requires some action on our part. So let's do it. Let's find out someone that we can extend a little hope to this week. So uh, let's see. What is this? Week three. What are we uh, What are we up against this week? It's Jeff. You're well, preaching, actually, right? 
Yeah, actually, yeah. I am. Um, Excellent. Uh, we're on the the last part of the series, the last one. We kind of went through what are those three things that we would hang on to, uh, what really matters. And this one, it was well, the first one was faith and trust. The second one was hope, and this one is love. And I'm going to be speaking on what uh, Linda Agard so eloquently put in the beginning of the service. I'm going to be speaking on transformative love. Ooh, all right. Well, that's awesome. Are we sing- are we singing "All You Need Is Love"? Come on now. Yeah, No, we don't want Randy singing, so don't do that. <laughs> I think Andy and Jeff, you guys would probably be fine, but we don't. We're not gonna. We won't make it a trio because that'll just ruin it. So, well, all right. That's something <laughs> to <laughs> something to look forward to. So, join us as always next Tuesday evening for our podcast, Speaking of Grace, and of course Wednesday morning as usual for episode two twelve. You don't want to miss that. And it seems like our old pandemic friend is making a bit of a comeback, people. We've eased into reopening here in Florida and other places that you might be listening from. So just please stay diligent. Continue washing those hands. And it seems like social distancing is probably still a good idea, particularly in those confined public places or if you're you know, going out to eat and maybe just still take it to go. Stay safe. But overall, just stay safe and have a great week. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.